0: Finds the meeting place between feminist ideals and the realities of women's lives. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hi, hey. welcome, welcome to Scam Wow. I'm Caitlin Friday, and I'm
2: Sue Smith. And we, and love we love scams. scams. Guys, that was so coordinated because we're in the same location. We're so fucking good. We're so good at this. (laughs) We're we're in the same location with Anoush in... UCB sunset. UCB sunset in our west it's a noche, but that's okay. A noche. Oh. Oh. It's okay. Can I redo it? They nope. just met. Nope. They just met. It's, it's okay, okay because it happens to everyone. It's really? B- they I don't say Anoosh.
3: Noti- I don't even notice when people say it actually. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I hate did this myself. time though. But I really hate. Myself. I don't. I, I, for some reason, I noticed this time. I don't even notice because I'm numb to it. It's happened for so long. Oh, yeah, I hate that. It's okay. It doesn't it's bother like me. It's like when
2: people spell my name with a Y. Oh. Well, nice. my name's Sue Smith. Can't relate. <laughs> Can't relate. Anosh.
1: Anosh, yes. our West Coast producer. But I've said
2: Happy Anosh a million times. Yeah, you have. Mm. But, but at that moment... But she's dyslexic. No, uh, I'm incredible. I don't know if that applies she's to speech. She's very dyslexic. Does it apply to speech? <laughs> no, I do no. well, You know what's so funny? My friends will say, like, don't say it this way. And I'm like, oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. And that's the one way I say it. <laughs> the because other it's like, <laughs> it's burned in my brain.
1: The other day <laughs> she, she got here and she yeah. got dropped, dropped off on the street and was walking. And I was like, where are you? And yeah. I was on the phone and she was like, i am at like Chattanooga Street? And I was like... What and she was like C A H. I'm like koenga Yeah, Chattanooga. Chattanooga. But to me, it was. Oh. I mean, really,
2: I see things at fast, and then my brain goes, "Got it. I don't need. I don't need to read it a second time." I think I
3: do that a lot too. Yeah. Actually, sometimes I'll it's just rough. like I'll register it, and it's completely wrong.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh boy. Well, I'm very happy to have you here. I'm happy to <laughs> be. Very here. Very sorry. Yes. We have for some terrible things for you guys.
0: <laughs> we the scams some... are so sad. Let's bring it right down. <laughs> Let's just get why we're here.
1: Um. So both of these scams were sent to us by listeners who did most of the research for us already thank Thank you you. um like i said i've said this before like if you send us an email with links and research we'll probably cover the topic
2: listeners we could use a little help
1: (laughs) We're comedians. We're doing
2: it on our own. We're trying we're to do not NPR.
1: We <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> if you want to do all of our homework for us and write a small summary, I'll read that shit. Great. Yeah. Uh, there's no pretenses here. Oh God. We'll no. We'll take all the help.
1: Yeah. And like we play fast and loose with the facts on this <laughs> podcast, you know. But we do try.
2: We play fast and loose with names, facts, facts. <laughs> characters, yeah.
1: names, facts, characters. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, this one that I'm about to do, and I'm gonna give you a little teeny trigger wording. It is political. Hey. So. So if you don't like politics, if you love the president, I don't know. Fast forward. Just move on. <laughs> OK, this one comes from Leah. Yeah. And Leah says, hey, ladies, love your show. I just wanted to share the rabbit hole that I just fell down regarding this name name, This guy named Brian Colfidge and his not profit We Build the Wall. Well, I do believe he is now under investigation. The scam is still active and he is still soliciting donations. I found the scam while Googling another Trump-related wall scam and was hit with a Google ad asking me to donate to his supposed privately funded wall project. Oh. I thought, now how can that be a thing? It spiraled <laughs> from there. So she sent me some links. I'm not going to read the rest of their email because I don't want to spoil for you what happens. Great. Um, and again, if you're a Trump fanatic skip the spot
2: you probably don't like us anyway you probably don't like <laughs> us anyway <laughs> why are you listening Just speaking of which we'll, we'll take anything
1: speaking of which last night i spent an hour on tiktok um re watching the videos there's a hashtag called okay boomer oh, <laughs> okay yes. boomer and yes. they're so funny i know so you're probably i it's fine i, I bid you an okay boomer yeah <laughs> okay, okay cool Farewell. Cool. Here's the story of Brian Colfidge, K-O-L-F-A-G. He is a private citizen. He is an army veteran. He raised $25 million to build, personally, via GoFundMe, to build a wall on the Mexico border.
2: Wow. He knows a lot of angry people.
1: I know. On private property. So Wow. Um, He is a triple amputee Iraq veteran, and um, his... Claim to fame is he? <laughs> he boasts that he's the most severely wounded U.S. airman. <gasps> no. Yeah, and it, you know what I mean. Like I'm yeah. not anti-veteran. We love it. We love the veterans, but to boast.
2: Well, I guess you have to have something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so sad. But like, I, yeah, when you come back, you have so much trauma that you want to be. You want. To be the most of something, or to be the number one who has the most of something, you gotta have a brand. You gotta have a brand. <laughs> Everyone's gotta have a brand. You have a brand, and then you gotta build a wall around that brand. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so, so sad. let me let me read you um, his bio from his website, where there is a picture of him driving a Lamborghini on his website. Oh, as a veteran who has given so much, three limbs. Oh, that's. I cruel. feel deeply invested to this nation to ensure future generations have everything we have today. Too many Americans have been murdered by illegal aliens and too many illegals are taking advantage of the United States taxpayers with no means of ever contributing to our society. (laughs) I have grandparents who immigrated to America legally. They did it the correct way. And it's time we uphold our laws, as we are a nation of laws first and foremost.
2: I like your accent. (laughs) Thank you. I'm the king.
1: (laughs) It's up to Americans to help out and pitch in to get this project rolling. If the 63 million people who voted for Trump each pledge $80, we can build more than half of the entire wall privately. Um, And then it goes on to say in big letters, this part was in big letters on his bio, Brian Kulvich isn't... So just imagine that I'm screaming. I'm not going to (laughs) scream. Imagine she's screaming. Imagine I'm screaming. Brian Kulvich isn't just the most severely wounded U.S. airman to survive his wounds. He's a motivational speaker who inspires Americans to a greater success with a powerful message of being resilient in the face of adversity. Brian is not available for speaking engagements (laughs) at this time. Please check back later.
2: wow weird flex yes <laughs> weird
1: flex um another fun fact about brian is that gary sinise aka lieutenant dan built him a house yeah. <laughs> so gary sinise has a foundation called the rise program which is to help amputees because i think gary sinise's brand is also um amputee he was an amputee and. In-
2: um, Lieutenant Dan, yeah, in yeah. Goodwill Hunting. No, no in um, Forrest <laughs> Gump. <laughs> Just guys, I don't know names or words. Yeah, Just hang no, in that's there. dyslexia. Yeah.
1: Um. So Gary Sinise spilled in my house. He okay. scammed Gary Sinise into doing that. Okay. Um. In December of 2018, Brian Colfidge, who is who lives in Florida, formed a nonprofit called We Build the Wall and launched a GoFundMe under his group's banner to raise funds for construction. The campaign went viral in less than six months. The crowdsourcing effort raised more than $23 million.
2: When was this? This was right as... So from like 2018, de- right? December. 2018, right when got elected, right when Trump got elected.
1: No, no, no. This was just this past December oh. until this past June. Six Jeez, months. People. Yeah, very, very recent.
2: Wow. Do you think that's a lie? Do you think he's, like, forging those numbers? $23 GoFundMe has the
1: thing. Yeah? You can see how much money they're raising. Did he put
2: any money into it himself?
1: We don't know. Okay. We'll get to it. Okay, let's get to it. Just seems like a lot. So, originally, he wanted to give all this money to the federal government and just be like, here you go. This is the money for the wall. Thanks. Bil- Take us out of debt. <laughs> Bil- build your freaking wall. Give it to the government. But he was told by the Treasury Department that any funds he handed over would be, would go directly into general use. Um, right. So they could be used for anything. We don't know that it's going towards the wall. Mm-hmm. So when And he was, that wasn't enough for him. That wasn't enough mm-hmm. for him. So when, when he heard that, he decided um, that he would build it privately. Okay. So he started building in... Oh, he decided he would build it privately. And then once he built it, he would sell it to the government for $1. So oh, to like bypass to all these mm-hmm. walls or whatever. He says, We can't give the money, we can't give the government money because that's not the way it works. But we wanted to show the American people how to get the job done.
0: Oh,
2: I guess he's going to show you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, he is going to show you. So he starts building in New Mexico in a place called Sunland Park, New Mexico um he starts building on private property he doesn't ask anybody yeah did these people approve it yeah i don't <laughs> on their house i don't know who owns it maybe it's donated mm-hmm. by somebody but he doesn't get the proper permit
2: yeah of course not he doesn't get
1: any permits so he's
2: playing fast and loose he's
1: playing fast <laughs> and loose with the rules um and then so the town tries to shut them down because new mexico is a good state a mm-hmm. liberal state mm-hmm. tries to shut them down he gets a mile of it built and so if you look on his website, there are pictures of the wall everywhere. Um, the wall that he has it's built. it's one tiny mile. But it's one mile. That's it. It's all right. And it costs like, I think, um, six to eight million dollars to build that one mile. There you go. <laughs> um, and then there was a debate over the permits.
2: Wow. I don't like this guy.
1: I know. He's bad.
2: I <laughs> don't like him. And I get it. He's had trauma. He's a victim of crazy ass war. That I'm sure he didn't expect any of this terrible stuff to happen, and he's—I get that he's trying to be to create a new sense of security for himself and his family, but he's just—I'm not a fan.
1: I know, I <laughs> know, just not a fan. It's hard to describe why, but we're yeah. yeah.
2: Well, it's just—it's. I mean, he's not creating like a sense of security in in a peaceful, healthy way. It's an an extreme way of blocking out a whole group of people yeah. that also are have their own trauma and pain and are trying to survive as well.
1: It's just he's like I'm going to do it and yeah. Um yeah. so his group was formed as a nonprofit in Florida um, and in May on May 29th the uh, an elected official Nikki Freed launched an investigation into the charity, oh, um, to see how he was using the money. Good, and then and the reason that Nikki Freed launched this investigation, beca- was because that Florida had been, had received a number of consumer complaints about the charity.
2: Okay, but he's not even building his wall in Florida. He's building it
1: in. No, but he like made the charity in Florida. Yeah, so it's part of Florida.
2: So bizarre and then he chooses another place to that's such a bizarre thing. I know. I, I wonder if I have
1: the answer to that no, I'm somewhere sure in f- my notes. Uh, about why he chose New Mexico. I'm sure um, Florida
2: had some tax break and then he chose New Mexico because it's like a hotbed of
1: I bet it's like some guy gave him the property or something in New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um so on the nonprofits board we have a veritable cast of conservative shit boys. Call him out. Okay. We have Fox News. There you go. Correspondent David Clark, founder of Blackwater, which is a private security company. Oh, Eric, yeah. Eric Prince, Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach, who oversaw Trump's uh, voter pro- fraud commission. Mm-hmm. Former Trump campaign chairman Steve Bannon. No. And he, Steve Bannon, actually went on a tour from Detroit to Chicago to tout the private wall charity. And so, And the GoFundMe actually says on it... Trump approved across its photo, which is illegal because Florida law prohibits a charity from advertising any personal endorsement unless it's consented to in writing. Great, yeah. So it should be illegal. Mm, yeah. So it's a great cast of characters. We have a good article from DCReport.org. A good series of articles, and they—they're <laughs> real shitsters over there. They did. Uh, they found the office. Location of the charity and Google Earthed it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like um post office or like a mailboxes, yeah. etc., and a Panama City, Florida strip mall. <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> which is great. Um, Colfidge, his charity, so his budget for salaries in the charity is $690,000. Okay. A fringe benefits budget of $78,864. Dollars. You gotta have your fringe. You gotta have the fringe. Mm-hmm. Fringe is expensive. <laughs> nice. That's some nice fringe. Yeah. Um, and a five hundred thousand dollar budget to acquire land or, uh, land rights, which seems low seems to me. Cheap. Yeah,
2: land's cheap these days.
1: And then one million set aside for just the first year for legal services. <laughs> so, like, How? above anything else, they're putting aside a million dollars for lawyers.
2: Just the first year, though.
1: Yeah, just for <laughs> the first year. You know what? Then we're scot-free. We're, we're fine. And so, and it's not, no, it's unclear if he, if Colfidge is collecting any of the fringe benefits, this article says.
2: Well, if he has his, it's an offshore account. I mean, that's what you gotta do. Yeah.
1: yeah. So this this reporter from the DC report, report.org emailed this guy 13 times emailed Great. colfidge 13 times asking for a, like a budget breakdown and the guy was like mm, no mm-hmm. all he said was we have hired a major we have hired and paid a major construction firm and are under contract with them we don't owe you anything wow uh, okay but this dcreport.org says public boat re- registration records indicate that colfidge Lives in a $1 million country club home in Miramar Beach, Florida, with no apparent income except a coffee company.
2: A coffee company. And we'll get to the coffee company. Don't worry. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. This. So when
1: we're saying like, you know, it's. I got a lot here. I know. It's it's very (laughs) in-depth. It's good. No, there's a lot. (laughs) Okay.
2: I'm loving it.
1: So, so far, it's just like maybe this is not sketchy. Maybe it is. Maybe like
2: people... It just seems like a lot of money and a lot of work for something stupid.
0: Yeah, of course. You can literally walk
2: around after the mile. We've all walked a mile in our lives. (laughs) I've walked a mile in my shoes. (laughs) Just today. Yeah, just today. We, We walked around. We're bustling. You need those steps in. You can just literally walk around his weird little...
1: Wall. wall yeah
2: and it it's almost feels like a little boy at school that's like putting up a bunch of folders around his desk like nobody come talk to me it's like you look you're still in school there's still a lot of people around you shit's still happening but you can build your little folder desk you know your folder wall if you need
1: yeah that's his folder wall yeah. in New Mexico New there New Mexico. yeah so a little bit more background so like on the surface it's like this might be shady but we don't know but then I'm gonna give you some more background on this guy Colfidge he's shady? and yeah and allow you to assess what we think if this is shady mm-hmm. after this mm-hmm. so in his past life colfidge mm. has had a documented history of running websites that promoted right-wing conspiracy theories and racist content online of course he does his main conservative news website freedom daily was freedom daily and his other one was right wing news mm-hmm. um, he has harassed his former employees <laughs> okay. female okay um so one this reminded me of like my boss one female employee um called him out on it she was a reporter for one of his right-wing news things and it was like this it was uh she was just churning out these seo fake seo articles for the facebook page to kind of get traffic and get these like fake news things reshared and then one day he she called him out on it and was like this isn't accurate and then she quit, and they got into this whole thing. And he ended up filing a fake FBI report against her? her. Yes, and had the FBI come to her home.
2: But he said it was fake. No, he oh, like called he the, called the FBI, FBI with fake information. Yeah, 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 on her.
1: Holy shit! Yeah, so he's just like harassed his former employees. So this this reporter, Lindsay Lowry, his former employee. Um, Said that his whole thing was to amass email addresses. So he would, she would write these clickbaity articles. She would Mm. blast them in a newsletter. And then she would include a link to a um, petition at the end. And it would be like, if you feel if you feel like this shouldn't be happening sign this petition and then he would collect their email addresses excuse
2: to collect their information yeah
1: exactly so that's what these seo things were for and that's what the gofundme was for he used all their email addresses and then he had this affiliate business of selling coffee on amazon where he or he still has it yeah where you can buy coffee using his amazon link and he'll get like a portion of the proceeds you know when you
2: have like yeah, like he, it, you donate to the smile campaign or something like, yeah. like to a charity
1: yeah and then they get that money so it's like or, or it's like when we give you a discount code <laughs> yeah please help us and we get a portion of those profits he has that for a coffee thing on amazon so he would use these email addresses these millions of email addresses and try from to pr- people
2: buying on amazon
1: no the email addresses he got from his the, SEO weird stuff. Yeah, his and like his surveys. His yeah. surveys and his GoFundMes. And he'd be like, buy my coffee on Amazon.
2: <laughs> oh, so he would email them. I thought he was going to email them weird right-wing shit. No, it's emailing them coffee shit. Coffee money. That is crazy. Right? Like, that's how... do you think made? that he'd want, like, to build a wall with that? Or, like... Uh, but
1: that's, but that's his means source of income is this <laughs> is that coffee. coffee. So you gotta,
2: those need to be powerful emails. I know. He's got to work very hard.
1: Yes. Uh, so it would be oh a God. heated, she would write a heated article with a petition at the end. People would get worked up about the subject matter. So they want to go sign the petition and add their name to the cause. Yeah. And then as soon as she would hit publish on an article, she'd immediately get about 200 to 300 new emails. Wow. Because of that impassioned thing. And so to those people who signed the petition and received the email, the sender's name appeared as Donald Trump. <gasps> really? So if you, you know how you sign a petition online yes, and then you, it's like, blah, 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 contacting you from this pe- petition. Yes. It would say Donald Trump. <gasps> That's crazy. Yes. And then this, you know, these DCReport.org shitsters, I love them. They, yeah. they, um... Did a little digging into his right-wing news site, and it says on the website that there is a um, chief operating officer named Stephen Smith, also my brother's name. Yeah. Um, and they did a reverse Google of the, his headshot on the website and mm-hmm. found that it's a stock photo. <gasps> and it, <laughs> and so they think that this guy doesn't exist, and then it's kind of like a shell shell company. It's not even a Wait, real. Wait, so he's website.
2: not he's not a real amputee.
1: No, no, no! This guy, he's saying, is his like CEO of the, oh, the right wing no- news. Yeah,
2: um, I thought you were saying the guy himself. <laughs> oh no, no, no! The
1: amputee. Amazing. We've got documentation. Okay, of his... that's
2: amazing to lie. That would be insane.
1: He also had a few GoFundMe's in the past. Mm-hmm. He created a GoFundMe that raised seventy-three thousand dollars to sue Mark Zuckerberg. Okay. Um. And stop social media censor- censorship. Um, and it's unclear what happened to the funds, though he did collect over 31,000 email addresses.
2: Yeah, he just wants his emails.
1: He wants them for his coffee. Yeah. Um, He's a thirsty little bitch. He really is for coffee. <laughs> so, and then he had to go fund me from 2013 to 2015 for something called the Wounded Warrior Mentor Engagement Program.
2: Sounds like it probably would be a good idea, but I don't trust him on anything.
1: Yes. So he said that he was going to go to hospitals and like talk to wounded warriors. Representatives at the military hospitals told BuzzFeed News that they did not have a record of Colfidge donating to the the money or working at their facilities.
2: Yeah, of course not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Again, he in 2015, he raised $16,246 for this wounded warrior fund. And no military hospital has any record of him donating that money.
2: It's like he goes, You know what? We're all real heated right wing people. We really support Trump. You know what we also really love? Getting caffeinated. <laughs> like he's like his two worlds are colliding. Coffee! Yeah, he's like, These are my people. Let's We're get angry Jack and build a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get our tools out. Drink our cups build. of coffee. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like he really believed that was the secret to success i think so and maybe it was you know maybe. i haven't built a mile wall so i can't i don't know what compare. goes into it i don't know
1: yeah so then he said in in facebook posts regarding this wounded warrior thing that he was working with walter reed brook army medical center and landstall regional medical center and when buzzfeed contacted all those places they had no record of yeah. colfage working with them
2: because he's a liar
1: Yes. Another one is he had a GoFundMe for two different service guys who needed surgery Mm. and they never got the (gasps) money. That's so horrible. I know. In 2014, he launched a t-shirt campaign. Mm. You gotta. And in 2015, he started a t-shirt campaign to cover legal fees associated with a lawsuit against him,
2: against people... Like Save Winona or Free Winona, Like one yeah. of those things? Like a personal t-shirt campaign? Or he just decided, look, I'm great at coffee. I'm going to jump into t-shirts.
1: So I clicked on the t-shirt link. It says, I'm senior airman Brian Colfidge, and I lost three <laughs> limbs in Iraq. Now oh. I'm fighting against radical left-wing extremists who have threatened the life of my wife and daughter. Proceeds from this t-shirt will help cover the legal piece to bring these people to justice. Stand up who for what's right. People? Fight with
2: me. I don't Who know. are these people? Know. Does he think that building a wall for a mile is bringing people to justice? Like, did he like read that on another white wing pamphlet and go like, you know what? I don't have time to go to college. I don't have time <laughs> to do to be a lawyer. I don't have time for speaking engagements. I'm just gonna do this action because that will really put. Give justice to people. Right, yeah. You know, he's busy. He's busy. Um, in
1: 2015, his wife started a GoFundMe asking for $100,000 to buy land for a new home. Like, okay, that was just like more blatant. So, you At know? least she's honest. She's honest. She's like, look, Great. this is
2: how we do things in this family. <laughs> I'm going to continue.
1: Great. Mm-hmm. And then so I took a peep at his wife's Instagram and his Instagram. Yes. Amazing. His wife's Instagram bio is fitness fashion travel brand influencer model blogger wife plus mom of two <laughs> uh palm tree emoji living the beach life palm tree memo- emoji <laughs> in florida
2: wait uh, so she's asking for money but she's so palm treeed up she doesn't seem like she's bothered
1: no <laughs> brian's i on brian's instagram he has a quote you know like one of those like yeah. screenshot of a quote things and he said has anyone noticed the common denominator with the shootings over the past decade most of most are in their late teens early 20s from this millennial generation it's not left or right politics parents are raising hypersensitive pansy ass kids with no <gasps> moral compass and schools are pandering to this this is not how the real world works school shi- shootings were never a problem in the past so what changed
2: therein lies the problem Pansies. Okay, boomer. (laughs) Wow, pansy-ass kids. That's amazing. I know. I cannot believe.
1: I know. His wife must be
2: proud. You know, when you have a grown man calling other kids (laughs) who are in danger and at threat of school shootings pansies, that's a strong guy you got in your hands there.
1: Yes, exactly. So, just to wrap this up, originally he said had said. Um, If we don't reach our goal or come significantly close, we will refund every single penny. Hmm. Um, And he had also stated on the campaign page, 100% of your donations will go to the Trump wall. If for any reason we don't reach our goal, we will refund your donation. So then GoFundMe was like, okay, you need to refund these donations because you changed this and... You changed the, the rules, but he didn't refund anybody. So um, is there a lawsuit? Uh, no lawsuit yet, but he hasn't refunded any anybody. It says that they will automatically receive a refund, but it's not happened. As of October 27th, 2019, he posted an update to the GoFundMe saying... Um, Sorry, guys. I'm <laughs> not
2: going to refund
1: Saying
0: XOXO, creepy guy. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> he built a mile. Yeah, it's long, but he's saying a lot of things that don't say anything. They're still in construction and still trying to build shit. And he says, we appreciate all your donations. They are vital to the success of this campaign. We now have a PayPal donation through our card processor, which is located on our website. Donor form www.webuildthewall.us.
2: Wow, you know what, though? I'm thinking he should collect all of his build-the-wall friends. They should all hang out at that wall, and then they're all in one location, and they don't have to bother us. Right. <laughs> Put them all in that yeah, wall. Yeah, no, go fight. Create an apartment complex yeah. inside you that wall. you guys can all live there. Hang out. And that'll be your space. Yes, not to, like, generalize you, but can you generally not be Just around go. me? <laughs> go, That's boomers. Crazy. Um, and then
1: the last line in this... Update is, thank you for your continued support. Don't stop fighting, and we won't stop building walls to protect
2: this nation. All right, stay busy. <laughs> Good. Let him go. Give him a job. I know. You know what? People, It's like, give that dog a bone. Let him just run around and build things. Get, wear himself out. <laughs> yes. Then he'll take a nap, and then when he wakes up, he'll, he'll put something else on his GoFundMe, and everybody else who <laughs> is angry and filled with hatred um, of the unknown can join him. Great. Yes. Uh, what a piece
1: of shit.
2: Wow. But you know what? He's not going to stop, and it doesn't really bother me, because he's like really just making himself crazy yeah kind of. and then the people that support him they probably support any other fanatic like that like if you're like this guy has what i like <laughs> this guy has what i want <laughs> this is where i want to go um he's then, white yeah. he's a veteran <laughs> he's angry he's got no limbs. he calls people <laughs> <laughs> most people got too many limbs for me but uh, this one's just only only one, one. <laughs> great he calls kids pansies. This is exactly what I want. Like, if that's your hero, yeah, you know, and he is, a, I mean, to have gone through war is horrible. And of you are course. a hero in so many ways. Yes. But if then you continue to support the way he has sort of become a fanatic in this way, then give him all your money. I know. We love veterans. Don't at us. No, guys. We're happy for
1: veterans. Just don't be militant right wing ones.
2: Well, look, you can be a veteran. You can believe whatever the hell you want to believe. But if you're like... This guy's creepy. So we we think uh, he's crazy. using that
1: money for sketchy shit, basically. But yes. it has not been proven yet. We yeah, oh yes.
2: Ha- Politically, we disagree with him. <laughs> that's oh yeah very yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. But scam wise, <laughs> but scam wise, let's focus on scams. Um, yeah yeah. We he does seem like he's just all in it for those coffee beans. Uh huh. <laughs> that's the scam. Coffee Do beans. Do you think that? If he was like, you know what? These coffee bean emails are not getting enough play. What I really need to do is jump into that creepy ass zeitgeist of fear and the cartel in Mexico. And that's really going to boost up my business. My SEO searches and shit. Yeah. Like he realized like American fear. And then is he just duping all them? Yeah. But what is he
1: doing with this money? Like how he has $23 million. How much... How is it costing so much to build a fucking mile of a wall? He's got to buy some palm trees for his wife. Right, she needs them. She
2: needs to recline. Mm. Um, she she's a blonde. She's a blonde. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we <laughs> you know. know I guess that. I think you got to do those peroxides. Um, and then he's got to. He's, he's got to get a boat. They have boats. Oh, yeah, they've yeah, got yeah. boats. Yeah, and He's got to get those boats. Well, anyway. Wow. Wow. Anyway. Wow. What a person. What a what person. A person. Okay, guys. Well, here's another hot-button topic. Ooh. It's about breastfeeding and also criminals, really. Um, So this was given to us by a listener. Thank you so much, Rachel. I love you to death. Rachel wrote a great thing about how Nestle was one of the companies that basically went to poorer countries and third-world countries in particular and would sell them the idea of baby formula. and it was considered for them, like, how am I gonna say this? It's not. It hasn't been looked at as a way to medically to help anyone. Mm-hmm. It, this is really a campaign for them to spend more and make more money. Mm. And Nestle has said that throughout this whole thing that, like, breastfeeding is great, but this can give you the supplements that your child doesn't have automatically. Mm. And the fact is, is that's not true information. Mm -hmm. If you breastfeed, your baby is given the exact amount that they do need, Mm -hmm. even more than they would need. So for them to... Start this campaign with this sort of fear in new mothers and mothers in, like, impoverished countries that your body and what you naturally are supposed to provide the baby isn't enough is the basis of this, like, horrible, in a sense, crime. Mm. Because... Um, you'd look at it as like lots of shitty shit companies just go to other countries and have huge ad campaigns to be like, this is what it's like in the West, this is how America does it, it's better. And so a lot of these um, impoverished countries are sort of looking over the horizon, they're looking at hope, they're looking at these shiny American products to say like, your life can be better. So Nestle um let me show you. I have a fabulous timeline. There's so much information on this online, and I'm sure um, we're always curious, like, if you have had family members' experience with this, because it happened during a lot during the 70s, please, like, call in and let us know. But it basically said, um, in 1939, I have a, a whole timeline by the babymilkaction.org, um, and Cicely Williams presented a talk on bottle baby deaths and condensed milk to the Singapore Rotary Club in 1939, saying that misguided propaganda on infant feeding should be punished as the most criminal form of sedition and that those deaths should be regarded as murder. Now, it's not, this is an extreme thing that she said, and part of me believes that that, but what she's basically saying is, the important part is that it's the timeline. It's in 1939.
1: So, Nestle's going to these small countries and telling women that they need to use formula. In addition to breast milk, possibly without breast milk. Okay. And then it gets these women addicted to the formula. No. And then they sell
2: more formula? No. No. Okay. So, sorry, I'll I'll clarify. Nestle goes to these countries and shows them pictures of these fat, chubby, happy babies. And when you're a new mom, the only way you can really test without like seeing how your baby's doing is you go to the doctor and they have to go up in weight and size. Uh-huh. So your doctor, it's a really fun thing. When you go to the doctor, you get like this little chart and you want your baby to slowly climb up you the chart. You want him to be a little fatty. You want that fat baby. Yeah. You want him to give full. And that's really the only way because your baby can't talk to you. Yeah. It doesn't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. Sure. It's really the only way to tell, is it going okay? Like, are things going well? So they sent a bunch of advertisement, and I'll say it really started, in 1939 was when people, they sort of started to red flag that this was an issue, that um, bottle formula and um, condensed milk isn't the only way to support your baby, and women that were told to do it exclusively that Mm -hmm. way, it was adding to more deaths. Mm. And then in the 70s is when it really, people really started to take a huge response and fight back in Nestle. But Nestle had been doing this for a while. So Nestle had been doing this since like the 30s going into these countries, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Nestle claims that its founder Henry Nestlé invented the world's <laughs> <Nestle>. first <laughs> He invented the world's first artificial infant food in 1869. By 1873, 500,000 boxes of Nestle milk food were sold in Europe, United States, Argentina, Mexico, the Dutch East Indies. Markets expanded and other companies saw an opportunity. And in 1998, it was estimated that annual sales of baby milk were worth, the US, in US dollars, $8 billion. Oh, wow. So baby formula is wonderful. Uh-huh. Like baby fo- is the only way I could feed my baby. Right. I couldn't breastfeed. We all know about my boobs. Couldn't right. do it. Baby formula is fabulous, but do you know about her boobs? I
3: assume that she has boobs. Maybe I don't. You don't. She doesn't. That's it. That's it. That's what it was. Surprise! I nailed it. Yes, (laughs) very good. Very good. I know it's crazy.
2: (laughs) I see. No boobs. No, I don't have boobs. Uh,
3: Listeners of the show would know that.
2: Listeners of the show know all about my tits.
3: I just revealed myself as not a listener. That's okay, but I (laughs) didn't. That's okay.
2: it's okay. It's all right. I called your name wrong in the beginning. So you got a lot no, to keep up fine. with over here. It's so fine. fine.
3: I thought you had boobs, you said a noosh. It's fine. It's <laughs> it's fine. fine.
2: Perfect. Yeah. And now we're best friends. We're like that's how you become is. friends. It's like when you have a fight yeah. on the yeah. playground. Yeah. yeah. And then no, there you go. There you go. That's, that's what best I love. Friends. Friends. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right? That's I I it. Do. We're in it. So it was the only way you could feed your baby. For me personally. Formula. Formula saved my life, saved my baby's life. It's the most important thing. Yeah. Now what the controversy is, and it's getting people up in arms, is that basically Nestle I don't want to, I, There's, I guys, I have so many feelings about this. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty upset about it because the pain and fear that you have as a new mother that you're doing something wrong mm-hmm. is constant. Mm-hmm. And every one of us has been born. I, I was born. All of us were born. Yeah, you know. And if you're talking to somebody, they've been born, mm-hmm. and so they have heard of. <laughs> you know, if it, <laughs> this is what happens, okay. <laughs> all of us came out of some woman, yes, okay, and then all of us have heard from that woman or aunts or uncles or any other female, that she knows the way to make you healthy and have your life great. Mm -hmm. Some of us are alive by chance. Some of us are alive by amazing care. Like, we're all here. So every single person when you're pregnant, when you're about to have a baby, because they are a person who has been born themselves... Usually tells you what you should know as a mom and how to take care of a new baby. Mm -hmm. People give you incredible amounts of advice who know nothing, and it's just such. It doesn't matter what culture you're in. If someone has been born themselves, they'll tell you how to. People moms blame you a lot. It's all the time. Yeah, so in these countries. The problem with baby formula is that they were told that these women's bodies weren't enough. Mm. And when you are dealing with malnutrition yourself and when you're not feeling well and sick or when you're seeing in a country that is dealing with all of this strife, That probably is a huge fear of yours. So they would say exclusively bottle feed your babies to have babies that look like these healthy American babies. Now, here's the thing. If you're a mother who doesn't have very much money and you're only bottle feeding your baby, you might dilute the formula to last and stretch it a little longer. Yeah. But if you dilute the formula too much, then it becomes unabsorbable. Unabsorbable? for that child, so yeah. they are getting no nutrition, and they're only getting water, oh. and so these moms didn't know, also there's an issue of this, getting the fresh water in some countries, in yeah. some towns, villages, you have to sanitize the water, Yeah. so then to go through the process of heating up the water, sanitizing it, mixing it, um, then you give the baby from a baby bottle, that thing has to be sanitized as well, like we sanitize all of our bottles like crazy, Yeah. we yeah. had like a, a bottle steamer on our counter and then like that went through everything um babies would die of flus or viruses and then of dysentery a lot of problems with stomach issues because things can the more sort of like surfaces and things that touch the baby bottle and the more sort of like hands in the pot basically yeah in getting this bottle made is just more chance for risk of like contamination as opposed to just like a boob and a mouth just a boob yeah and like also, if more likely, and I'm not a doctor, so you can at me and tell me what's right. But if you're breastfeeding the baby, and let's say you have like some sort of like weird skin, something, or you have like a little cold, you have those antibodies in your body mm-hmm. to be able to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sorry, those antibodies in your body to be able to fight whatever cold you have yourself. And you're providing that to your baby. Mm-hmm. So if you are providing him with germs, you're also providing him or her with those um, antibodies. So What was happening is that in all of these countries, there was this huge outcry because they realized in the 70s that these children dying of malnutrition, it was a direct correlation with the fact that they've been giving these supplements that they don't need. Mm. Breastfeeding is fine. Mm -hmm. And for anybody who doesn't know, as soon as your baby's born, when you breastfeed them, they have this specific, a very specific kind of milk. It's like a sweet, creamy, like cream comes out of your breast, not be- breast milk and that has a ton of nutrients it's like you give your kid a power bar the mm-hmm. minute that they're born mm-hmm. and kids love it and it's perfect and it gets them going like yum yeah, this is tasty it's like ice cream it's like a soft serve mm-hmm. immediately for your baby oh cool the best the best breast milk is like crack it's so great they'll yeah. love it so for also women to not have their kids basically your body has everything it needs to support that child at that moment.
1: I don't like this messaging that we're telling women in countries that their bodies aren't enough.
2: Yeah, and yeah. I think that's the big thing. Yeah. And so So started all of these huge boycotts. And it was really the only way. The first person that came out with it was an, an international magazine had the cover story called The Baby Food Tragedy, um, which has a call to action a campaign to halt the unethical promotion of baby milks. Um, and then The War on Want publishes in 1974, The Baby Killer, a report on infant malnutrition and the promotion of artificial feeding to the third world. And so then things start to pick up and Nestle actually sues this company for giving them a bad name. Mm. And Nestle wins the lawsuit because they couldn't prove that Nestle was responsible for baby deaths. But because it got so much attention, it was still... A win mm. and it still created this like global focus of like what the hell is going on mm-hmm. I don't think people knew that this was happening mm-hmm. it's one thing if it was like everybody knew throw in some extra vitamins or something like but nobody knew that they were pushing this information mm. to these women mm-hmm. also which was a huge deal is that they had in special women ugh, this is so gross <sighs> Nestle would have women dressed in nurses' outfits come to hospitals. No. When women were having their babies and telling them that the baby formula is better.
1: No. They were not
2: nurses. They were not certified. They were saleswomen. <gasps> mm-hmm. That's so scammy. So bad. I know. Oh my God. And they would have free samples. Yeah. And pamphlets. And if you and your family is struggling and you starving or you fear that you might starving or you don't know where your next meal is coming from you will take the baby samples of course we did we I love free things yeah um and the nestle's would supply these hospitals like at nauseam with all of this product yeah because that is the number one most vulnerable place they what's so crazy when you have a baby is they hand you the baby and they're like okay goodbye (laughs) and you're like I'm now the one in charge? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm in charge of all of it. Right. It's so
1: scary. But that sounds so drug dealery to be uh-huh. like, here, take this formula.
2: The first one's free. You're going <laughs> to like it. Come back for Here's more. Here's my MLM formula. <laughs> yes. Come yes. So sketchy. So then everybody starts really getting upset. In Switzerland, they published Nestle Kills Babies, and so Nestle sues them. So there was the International Council of Infant Food industries, yeah, industries formed. In 1976, the U.S. Sisters of Precious, the U.S. Sisters of the Precious Blood filed a shareholder action lawsuit against bristol myers regarding the threat to infant health caused by the company's promotion in baby milks. And so that was when it first started, the huge lawsuit in 1977, Papua New Guinea bans advertisements. Um, A Nestle boycott is launched in the U.S. in 1977. Whoa. A Nestle boycott in 1978 spreads to Australia, Canada, New Zealand. Um, So it's really great because everybody is deciding that they're going to take up on this. That's so crazy because
1: I've never heard of a Nestle boycott and like there's, like, a whole... Well,
2: it was Have really, you? really big. I heard about it in the 80s. It was really big in the 70s and 80s because it was so pushed. Was... Nestle sells Nescafe, Kit Kat, Nespresso. Ooh, I love Nespresso,
1: though.
3: I've heard for years about how evil Nestle is, yeah. though. Really? Have you heard? Yeah. I've never, never heard that. Yeah, like, my yeah. previous girlfriend that I was dating with, like, not ever drink Nestle waters, like, the little yeah. water bottles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, can, I can't remember why, but there was, like, a lot of evil stories about I them. Didn't
2: know yeah. That. Well and then even recently like in 2001 Emma Thompson called for a boycott for the Perrier Comedy Award because Perrier is owned by Nestle. <gasps> so they now called it the Tap Award, the Tap Water Awards. Like, but I love Perrier. I know. <sighs> um in 2014 the film Tigers was based in a 1977 Pakistan Nestle infant formula controversy. So there were Nestle practices. Nestle went to Pakistan, Bangladesh, also, in 2004, the students of Edinburgh University voted a large majority to continue the boycott of Nestle in union shops, because still 1.5 million infants die each year in the developing world because there's, they're not properly breastfed.
1: Yeah, I think it sounds like they did this as a marketing thing to try and sell more
2: product, right? Nestle? Yeah. The
1: boycott? No, no, no. No. no <laughs> like, that's weird. Not the boycott to give out this. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: Nestle decided that like we've tapped the US market. Obviously, um We sold it all to ta- Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But even when I was I don't know, it's one hundred percent I don't blame any of these women because when you are told by somebody in a nurse's uniform that this is the better way to make sure your child stays alive, mm. you go like, okay because you're also told the baby's coming out of you now and I know how to get it out of you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you, you, you don't know anything going into this. As much as you prepare, it's so scary. Now, this is where I have a little bit of an issue. Bloomberg said there's a Business Insider article that says why Mayor Bloomberg wants New York mothers to breastfeed. And Bloomberg... Bloomberg, get out of my (laughs) boobs. Get out of there. Yeah, He created a huge citywide initiative called Latch on NYC um, for maternity hospitals to stop hanging out gift packets of formula upon discharge. Okay, fine. That's a common practice. They gave free formula. He told them to stop and to really push in all of the hospitals that you need to breastfeed. Mm -hmm. So when I was pregnant when i was about to breastfeed every or was about to give birth everybody's talking to me about breastfeeding i come in and they, they there's a latch consultant there's somebody who is going to help me with pumping like all these different things and they prepare you for all these ways And i can't breastfeed mm. but no matter what i say there was so much focus on breastfeeding that it did make you feel like you were wrong Mm -hmm. and that's what the problem is with either way and either way you look at it is that if some corporation hospital person is repeatedly telling you to do it a certain way and you physically can't or you can't afford it whatever it makes you feel like you're wrong and there's something wrong with you as a mother yeah and so the I just felt that the Bloomberg push for Breastfeeding was a little too intense for me at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't allowed to, when I had my baby, I wanted to bring my own formula that I got specially. From this, like Zurich. Yes, from yeah, <laughs> My special formula yeah. that I had shipped in. Um, I remember. And it's because there's like no extra sugar. It's like perfect you know, as close to breast milk as you can get and all these great things because I was so scared and overcompensating for mm. everything because I was so worried I wasn't going to give him the right amount. Didn't
1: it, like, get stuck at customs or yes. something? <laughs> yes, my
2: friends shipped it to me from Holland. Yeah. And it took a while. So I bring it with me to the hospital when the baby's coming and the hospital said, we can't allow you to give your own formula, though I could have given my own breast milk if I could have made it. Yeah, um, I have to use the hospital's formula. that's approved. Now, some of these hospitals also have contracts with these formula <gasps> companies so they only sell this formula or that formula or only give them out with these hospitals like yeah. if you go to the pet like if you go to the vet they only work with pedigree right or like you know pre arena um and so I was like about to get all up in arms about not letting me use my own formula in yeah. the hospital. But my formula was written in Dutch. <laughs> so they were like, we can't read it. That The only one thing is the doctor was like, I can't read it. I don't know what it says. And so right. I don't feel safe. And we don't feel safe. Like there's a rule and we can't really break the rule because no one can read how to feed it. Even though I had the translation and everything and all that stuff, they just were a little uncomfortable. Yeah. So fine. We used um, the formula there. but. That's the only way we could feed my son. Mm -hmm. And we needed those free formulas, Mm -hmm. and we needed those free packets. Mm -hmm. And so I think that with this extreme boycott and outcry, you're also then limiting a whole group of women that completely depend on this, and their kids would die if they don't have formula. I
1: don't understand why Bloomberg had this initiative, because it
2: seems like there's no money behind it. Like Bloomberg is all about money. Well, he said it was a campaign against drinking, binge drinking cigarettes and soda. As well as breast milk promotion. And well, here's the thing breast, human breast milk is the best for the baby. Sure. It makes your kids healthier. It gives them your natural antibodies. Mm -hmm. It gives them everything they need. It is the, your kid is completely, your baby is engineered and your milk is engineered to match up perfectly. It helps them, it saves them so many special things it also helps with connecting with your baby like Mm -hmm. when you breastfeed you release a ton of endorphins and it actually feels very good for the mom i've heard breastfeeding and so that keeps women breastfeeding even if the act is frustrating if they don't like it if the kid is like chewing on your nipple you get a flood of good happy feelings as a mother to your infant so that's Mm -hmm. a really nice connection with your baby um and so those are also great reasons to breastfeed Mm -hmm. um and I've heard like old wives tales that if a kid is like has something like a rosacea or something on their face, you put a little breast milk on it and it heals it. Like I heard that like breast Aww. milk has tons of healing properties in it. So that's great. Like mm-hmm. that's fabulous. And it it takes away the issue of malnutrition. Um, except I just don't think you can blanket decide it's for everyone. Mm-hmm. Just as much as Nestle was like blanketly deciding that we want to make money and we will just ignorantly tell all these people this will save their babies. I just don't like the other pressure in hospitals right now, mm-hmm. which is just deciding like breastfeeding is best. And then I have to be like, I had a mastectomy. What are you going to
0: do about it? And
2: They're like, "We're so sorry." And then I tell the next nurse, "I don't have any boobs. <laughs> I had a mastectomy." Yeah. yeah. So I just keep telling them. So it, it was it got frustrating, but I think it is better than the alternative of just like having kids filled with malnutrition because you are giving them, you know, just breast uh, formula. I found a quick Reddit
1: thread about why is Nestle, Nestle considered a bad company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nestle expressed condolences to the town of Flint, Michigan, um, for its water pro- problems, while they own a source of clean fresh water nearby, um, but haven't given them any water. It has used child labor, slaves, and unfree labor and free labor. Paid less than the minimum wages and involved in human trafficking. Used an army, used army to kill union workers in Philippines. Killed their workers in Colombia. Bought milk crates from Grace Mugabe, who acquired her from farm when Robert Mugabe nationalized it. Was part of a Chinese milk scandal of 2008. Had a cartel in Canada. Had fake nurses and bribed doctors to advertise their infant formulas in developing countries, even though they pr- proved to be unhealthy. Which yeah. is responsible for millions of infants dying. Okay. Bad company <laughs> Bye, Nestle. <laughs> <Ben> <laughs> we don't need company. you. This reminds me though, I did watch a documentary on Netflix, um with Bill Gates. That is serious. the poop one. Did you see that? Oh,
3: the documentary where he's like trying to find a toilet solution yes. to Yeah. Sanitary toilets. And yes. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just the Bill Gates documentary on Netflix. I
1: think I think it's called Inside
3: Inside his mind or something Bill's, like brain, Bill's yeah. brain yeah.
1: I didn't realize I guess I didn't realize the scope and scale of potable water situations yeah. in every other country except <laughs> like you know westernized nations but it's bad like so bad that Bill Gates is taking a jar of human theses to conferences and trying to sell these toilets,
3: right? Yeah, he had a jar, jar of of on busy. the podium.
1: Yeah. Yes, I was like, "You're Bill Gates." Yeah, he um, takes care of business. But he's trying to to do the to institute these toilets that turn shitty water into regular water, um, and to make potable water more accessible. They're just, they're, I
3: think they're just like toilets that don't use water, right? Because is that what that, it is? Yeah, because they don't have. Plumbing in all these little shanty towns yeah. and stuff, and so uh, yeah, he's just trying to find a solution. To, so they commissioned a bunch of engineers in a contest format to create all these yeah. waterless toilets.
1: But there was something else where that was converting shit water to real water. That's right. Because yeah. remember, he took a sip of it.
3: Yeah, and it was just shit. Well, that's how. No, 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 no. It was previously shit just, it was said, just yeah, you, previously shit, shit. and yeah.
1: he took a, water, a sip of it right out of the tap Yeah, he just slurped it right up yeah it's yeah. crazy wow.
3: but the problem is all that those mechanics are so expensive yeah like each toilet some one of the some of the toilets were like $20,000 toilets yeah so
2: yeah yeah oh, you, got them. you can afford it um, yeah. let me give you some more facts this is on the War on Wants article called The Baby Killer real fun real fun happy little article recent this is in the 70s published research shown that chilean babies who are bottle fed during the first three months of their life suffered terrible suffered triple t-r-e-b-l-e treble treble what does that mean suffered treble the mortality rate of their brothers and sisters who were exclusively breastfed must mean triple Mm mm-hmm yeah um Early weaning onto breast milk substitutes and disease has been documented by detailed research in Jamaica, Jordan, India, the Arab communities, and Israel. Um, And it's being noted with concern that doctors in the field, the term weaning diarrhea is now accepted as the most pertinent description of a broad spectrum of infant ailments in the developing world. So when you wean the baby off of breastfeeding and you give them into bottle feeding, they're just called weaning diarrhea because as you go into the bottle feeding, that's when everything starts to get contaminated. Oh Yeah. Gross. There's abundant evidence that diarrhea is more frequent and serious in malnourished than in well-nourished infants and children and children, and that diarrhea promotes malnutrition by reducing the intake of and absorption of food. Protein calorie malnutrition in its various forms is associated with an acute or chronic diarrhea. So this is all, all of this was noted in the 70s and nothing... Nobody stopped it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Also, in this article, they explain breast milk is the original convenience food. No mixing, warming, or sterilizing needed. No dirty pots. No bottles to wash up afterwards. Always on tap from a specialty designed, unbreakable containers, and it's genuinely the most nutritious, wholesome product on the market. Mm. A copywriter's dream. (laughs) It's a great article. It's a great article. We'll attach it below. Um, So. They also go in to explain the uniqueness of American, I mean, human milk. Um, In Nigeria, there were issues with babies. I mean, you just, it's just incredibly Mm. sad, you guys. Yeah, it's just incredibly sad. Yeah. The moral of the story
1: is do what's best for you.
2: Yes, do what's best for you. And I mean, you know how I feel. It's very frustrating. And I just think like. I guess I get so heated Mm -hmm. because not everybody's journey is the same. And Mm -hmm. I don't like when corporations or even the government or even the mayor Bloomberg tells you how you should be taking care of your own child. I don't want the mayor. No. No. So this was a scam because it was filled with misinformation. It was... Feeding off of like the fear of people in these other countries and it was also persuading them that if they did provide their children with a specific substance, they would look like American babies Mm -hmm. that were toted as like Mm. the number one best babies. But Americans, were just fine. Okay, guys, we're not Mm. the best. Um, And that you'd have fat healthy babies, which is all you really want. Mm. Yeah. And that's it. So (sighs) now there's still some issues I don't think it's totally gone away. Let's try to avoid Nestle. Mm -hmm. Let's try to avoid Nestle. You know,
1: you do your best, but let's try to, you know, Mm -hmm. not support them.
2: Yeah. And any mothers or people that have had an experience with this, I feel like this was probably huge for moms with babies in the 70s and 80s. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering, like, that was a big, I even remember as like a little kid, there people were like mad about nestle mm-hmm. so it was like just coming off of this um but i'm curious to know if or if you grew up in one of those countries mm-hmm. like how it affected you so you Absolutely. can
1: always reach out to us yeah great yeah you can reach out to us at com.
2: Mm-hmm. you can call us on our hot tip hotline because you know i love a phone call mm-hmm. that number is three four seven five zero nine nine four one four.
1: Yes, and you guys, I just updated the Patreon. Um, I just updated the Patreon recently to have a bunch of different tiers. And there is the Anna Delvey tier, the Caroline Calloway tier, the Elizabeth Holmes, the TanaCon, and the Fire Festival. So you can choose which one is right for you. And Mm -hmm. when we get 100 patrons on Patreon, we are going to start an exclusive Patreon feed. That is only for our Patreon supporters um, so check that out it's patreon.com slash podcast. and
3: um, is fire we? the highest tier fire festival yeah That's the biggest scam yeah, yeah of ever. course most relevant $50 or more Everything. per month yeah right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if we're
2: gonna make a scammer
1: it's yeah. Billy McFarland yes perfect okay and we'll see you next
2: week we'll see you next week we love you guys bye okay
1: bye bye
0: They are the game changers, leaders, celebrities, advocates, outliers, newsmakers, underdogs, survivors. What do you have in common with all of them? A lot. Find out, only on Reppin, where you'll meet notable people, people you think you know. You'll find out who they really are, what they show up for, and what they represent.